The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all, and this is the latest episode of the TWBC Podcast. My name is Tony Lightfoot, and I'm uh, glad uh, that uh, you've taken time out from your busy schedules to uh, to listen in. Uh, this is the uh, the post-event uh, uh, podcast uh, uh, based upon the uh, the last uh, Water Ski Pro Tour tournament that took place, uh, the, the Mastercraft Pro. And uh, with that, uh, I've, uh, I've got uh, my uh, my good friend, uh, Freddie uh, Freddy Winter, who uh, didn't exactly have the easiest of times in terms of uh, making it through uh, to the slalom final. Uh, we'll, we'll jump right in and, uh, uh, and kind of uh, give, give the folks a little bit of a behind-the-scenes uh, taste of uh, what was going through your mind after round one, going into round two. And uh, and eventually making it uh, through to the final, and eventually making it onto the podium, Freddie. You don't want to know what was going through my mind for the rest of Friday. Sorry, <clears throat> I was um, yeah, uh, not particularly happy after round one. It was funny. I mean, I had I, you know I've been skiing very well, as as I talked to you on the last podcast about. I've, it's been going really well in practice, which um, you know is exciting. I kind of was really excited to turn up at my, in a lot of ways my home event, event an event that in 2020 I had a a hand in in putting together i pitched mastercraft and action um early on to 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 get that budget together so that we could actually have that tournament it was and, and i so I re, you know really really love that event it's in in some ways i feel like it's the one that i've had the most hand in sort of um well in in, in helping come to creation i guess but um so yeah i was really excited for the week and then i, I turned up on on um on uh on friday having had some good practice through the week and just came out of two at 1075 as you saw and 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 just the handle just slipped out of my hands and I think that it was a really funny moment I I looked across towards I4 whatever that is and I just was like did did I just really fall at 39 I haven't done that all year I've skied I skied three rounds on the Yarra I ran all my 39s my first 39 I missed all year I was just livid and I think what had happened was I I just a really I'm a professional water skier this isn't a really sort of unprofessional moment was I turned up I only had one handle had some more in the post and um unfortunately um so it wasn't because you were you just ate a a a a, say a a chip butty or anything before you went out no no i'm actually i'm losing weight i'm on the way down which is uh which is necessary you know um i need to lose a few pounds just 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 a couple but um yeah the handle was too worn down and 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 i slipped so um that really put me in in bad shape unfortunately as i said on the webcast when i was commentating the 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 format was the superior format in my opinion where it's two rounds best score instead of the sort of cut after each round which we've had for the last two years having started off with the good format in 2020 best score of uh best score of two rounds but um otherwise i would have been out so fortunately uh, i got another chance on on the following day but you know i mean friday i was i was livid i had a cloud over my head the rest of the day i was so annoyed at myself because you know you, you, the level of skiing right now you can't be giving up that place i was dead last so i kind of i went and hit a football against the wall a little bit i was i got my squash racket out and found a racquetball court somewhere and was just, just sort of smashing the ball against the uh against the wall for a little bit got some frustration out and um but yeah, no, Saturday morning I, I turned up and was like, right, let's do this. Let's go to war. And I kind of, you know, 
didn't ski so well in the morning, ran, ran three at 10, two, five and sort of had to wait. Having been the first skier of, of 16, I had to wait till nine skiers after that had, or eight skiers after that had gone to see if I was going to make it. And, and I did, I was sort of sitting there eating my lunch, kind of going, yeah, making sure that, you know, just ticking off the guys that were, that were not going to beat me. And that, that put me in. And in the, in the end, I ended up uh, fourth after qualifying, which was kind of surprising with a three and a, a, a 41 and a one and a half at, at, at 39. But yeah, I was, I was in and I actually had, had a, had a decent enough spot. So sort of um, a, a good position rescued from the jaws of disaster, um, really. Yes. And I mean, you weren't the only one, one in that situation uh, either, you know, because Jamie Ball had a similar situation where she, she went down early at 38 off 11.25 meters and yet she came came back came roaring back uh, from being first off the dock in uh, in round number two, and you know and an event and eventually making it to, to the podium as well. Yeah, we had pretty similar weekends, right? I mean, uh, she did a pretty similar crash to me. Her thirty eight is is in some ways my thirty nine. Um, she went down round boy two, sort of looked like she missed the grip or, or just dropped her shoulder, and same with me. And then she improved in round two um and then she got second so we kind of you know we, we we had a very very similar um three rounds of water skiing uh it was odd but you know the, the thing i'll say is that um less for myself I'm, I'm more familiar i think but you know being fair and this is not me in any way being negative about the boat but i think jamie probably doesn't do too much skiing behind it um she doesn't probably take the opportunity to go and find someone that has a, a hold of a mastercraft you know they are different we all you know pretty highly tuned to the things that we're used to skiing behind she does a skiing behind a nautique at, at travers and probably she just needed to adapt to it and then you saw at the end of it once she'd had a couple of rounds she ran an absolutely beautiful stonking 1075 um you know so she's she's a she's a great athlete in that way that she was just able to adapt but i guess she's you know um maybe in that first round just kind of you know something was a little bit off and, and and didn't quite didn't quite you know feel at home maybe and i posed the question to aaron and also <laughs> to kyle as well about uh, about the differences between the boats and whether one runs with a three-bladed prop which is which was the mastercraft and the boat that she typically skis behind which is a four-bladed prop but for the benefit of those those folks that uh that are tuned into this podcast and uh and it's still a little bit of miffed as to what the difference is between the two other than the extra blade. Maybe you can uh, give, give us like a, a simple Cliff Notes version explanation. I would say that the three blade, four blade thing is, is not, the, not the situation at all. It's not the difference at all. It's, it's just, it's purely the, the, the Nautique and the Mastercraft. And we're going to go do Malibu this weekend and it'll be the same. They're all different. It's the pull type. What's funny is the more, let's say, um, recreational skiers... The, the ones that are that are not running deep 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 short line like like Jamie does um, and like you know like I do um, and, and the rest of the field that skied this weekend you hear them talk about the different boats and they go oh well, I like that boat because of the wake I like that boat because of um, you know it's it's got a flat wake or whatever and 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 um, that is the the issue for for more um, you know normal level skiers you're sort of you know you're, you're, you know Jamie Bull is a slalom goddess right she probably is not that bothered about the wake between the boats what she is bothered about what i'm bothered about and what all the other skiers that are, that are on that tournament are bothered about is the pull and the pull is um it's interesting you know each boat is tuned it's the way that the engine interacts with the pull from the boat and then the engine then has to push along a boat uh, with a hull that's a different shape so 
it's all uh you, you kind of feel like you know one boat's going to be almost aggressive in one area uh it, you know the, also you, you're tuning the engine um with the zero off which which every boat manufacturer does i know i've done testing with mastercraft to you know help and help make it better you know when we came up with that boat in 2020 um that was a, a big part of it so and, and prop does come into that but props just a part of that um that whole picture you know it's a part of the puzzle um, so yeah, you know, at short line one, the wakes are smaller, um, uh, but also wakes come into effect. Uh, it, they, they affect you more, let's say when you're not balanced on a ski. Well, if we can say for one thing, Jamie Bull or, you know, the whole field at the Mastercraft Pro are very, very balanced on the ski. They know how to be, you know, as they approach the wakes and go through the wakes, they're dead middle over the top of it. Jamie, especially she's fantastic. Same with, 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 you know, those other top girls. Uh, Regina and 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 Whitney, um, especially good at just being totally over the middle of the ski. So the wakes don't really affect them. They're just going over the top. They're absorbing with the knees. Um, it's the pull and the way that you feel the intensity that you're putting against the boat in this incredibly strong position. Um, it's the way that the pull, uh, the boat's moving away from you and how that results in your speed. And, you know, do you feel that it's fast out of the turn, slow out of the turn? Are you getting hit hard or is it more of a gradual thing? What you want to have is swing. And that's the feeling that you can kind of get that ski through underneath the rope before the boat's moving away from you and then build speed towards the wake and then get swung out in, you know, out to the side of the boat, but still feel a nice connection to the boat through the turn so that you can do the same going the other way. So that's probably a very complicated way of saying that um, pull is more important when changing boats. And that's what we adapt to more than the wakes. The wakes, they don't matter particularly. They're a little bit different, sure. But for a slalom skier, it's not that big of a deal. You're going to be able to adapt pretty easy to that. All right, then. Uh, with that, uh, let, let's have let's have an, another discussion along the same lines. What about drivers? How important is is it for them to to be in rhythm with the skiers? You know, as they get into these deep uh, short line passes. Uh, driving is such an incredible skill. You know, you've got um, you've got you've got great, great, great drivers and you've got good drivers and there is a gulf between. And, uh, you know, we, we have access to a lot of the very best drivers in the world. We'll, we'll, we'll end up skiing behind in a year and we kind of travel around the world. So we'll see him, you know, we've got, let's say, you know, Glenn Martin down in Australia, who's coming to drive the world. He's one of the very best down, um, down there. And then you've got drivers in Europe. Manuel Domini was a guy that drove a lot of 10 to fives, uh, this summer, um, across, across, um, a couple of tournaments. Um, and then we've got, people in the u.s who are you know there's obviously better there's, there's also great drivers in 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 europe you know beyond manuel and, and, and in australia as well but i mean um it's a huge skill and it's kind of like you know you look at you look at the guys winning tournaments in slalom skiing there's there's some there's there's good skiers and then and then there's less good skiers same with driving and driving is a is a huge part of the a huge part of the puzzle when a driver's in rhythm with you and is able to sort of you know make sure that he's he's staying in the middle but there is, you know, there's ways of staying in the middle by wrestling the skier, and there's ways of staying in the middle while, um, you know, making sure that the skier has a tight line. You know, if you're always waiting for the skier to to pull against you before you move, then the boat's going to be moving in the wrong direction. You're never going to get swing. So, you know, that I don't really, I don't want to name names particularly. Um, certainly not, um, you know, to pitch anyone against each other. But you know, we have, we'll, we'll always have. Uh, a driver generally every tournament we go okay well that's you know, that's the better driver there's there's exceptions I think you know um, let's say Greg Bedal and, and Will Bush at, at, uh, at California you can't pick between them 
which is great because it's a head-to-head. The issue I have is when you go to a head-to-head tournament, you've got one bad driver, one good driver, and you're just like, well, this is completely unfair. You know, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really... And I mean, yeah, like San Gervasio, because you had the choice, you know, depending upon how you were seeded in the particular bracket, you had the choice of either a particular boat or a particular driver. Now, what choice would you have rather had in that situation? Yeah, but I think this year for San Gervasio, I mean, again, like, and that's, that's down to Matteo doing a good job and, and, and you know, he, him being a pro skier, he's so tuned in, he knows who, who to get. And he's got Manuel in, for the men. It was Manuel in one boat. And, uh, and who I mentioned earlier, who's very, very good. And then Mario Pagosi, who's also very, very good. Doesn't get to drive the men too often, but he sort of drives the women all the time. Doesn't drive the men because Robert's usually there. Well, Robert wasn't there this year, his son. So he got to drive us. So that was really cool. So that was another head-to-head. We've only had, a, we've had a, only a few head-to-heads this year, which I, I'm pretty happy about because I don't love them, I have to say. For that reason, I mean, I just find, them, I find it frustrating that, you know, one boat's better, one, one, one driver's better. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But um, yeah, driving is incredibly important. And um you have better drivers than others and you'll always see that you know when the scores are high generally it's because a driver is good and then of course you have the other type of driver which is the one that is is capable understands how to how to do it but he's trying to help and he's using the tolerances which is technically not allowed by the rule book um and going to the edge and that's where you see um things happen like you know re-rides which we don't want and um you know that that to be fair that hasn't that's that's more and more a thing of the past which is great because you know, I don't want to be finishing my, you know, I ran four at 10.25 there. It would have been, unthink- sorry, five at 10.25 there. It would have been unthinkable to me to, after expanding, expending all that energy um, and then being so excited to have it and then be told, oh, you got to go back and do it again. I mean, it, it would have, it would have ruined my, ruined my, my day, right? You know, you, you, you just, you just want to be able to kind of get to the end and then, and then have the, have the driving be intolerance and all good. And, uh, and and carry on and and, and 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 the driving has been pretty much so good this year that that hasn't really happened. Shore path has been a game changer, huh? Well, shore path is amazing because because not only does it allow us to 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 monitor the drivers. I say us. I mean, you know, the 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 the, the, um, the tournament organisers and, and actually the, the the regulatory driving bodies around the world and the drivers themselves. But that's what I'm saying. You, you know, we we can, we can make sure that stuff is legit, but also the drivers can drive with it and learn to drive better. So I know, you know, someone I ski against, Will Asher, who, who I think by his own admission is, wasn't the best driver before. He, he's now a very, very good driver because he's, because he's sort of learned. You know, Will's an extremely technical guy. And, and, and from what I understand, he's spent a lot of time on shore path and decided to become a better driver. Um, and with those hours, and, you know, you, you need to be a better driver, I think. You, have, you need to have two things. You need to have access to um, good skiers that are prepared to ski behind you. And, and I think this shore path is a huge tool uh, to, to, you know, okay, first you've got to get the skiers to, you know, to feel good with the skiers, but also you need to make sure you're within the lines and then you can sort of, you know, find that path. And these, the breadcrumb trail you can get, you can literally screenshot it and, you know, see what you need to do in order to, to, to keep that thing straight, but also make sure you're not moving away from the skier at the wrong time or, you know, or, or moving towards the skier at the wrong time. Um, so yeah, getting pretty technical in here. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a little bit deep into the weeds, but I'm sure our audience uh, uh, appreciates that here on the, the TWBC the, the ner- podcast. The nerds in the crowd are loving it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, that's what that draw, that's what draws the people in, or at least some of them, at least. So let's go. Let's go back to the tournament and kind of deviate a little bit away from the slalom. Uh, I know that after round one, you kind of. Uh, uh, kind of let, left the left, left the venue after uh, after after what happened in round one started kicking a football or using the 
you know, racquetball, you know, uh, to get some kind of get get it all out just, of your system. Just to reach his end. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and, and double check on your tickets for the Cricket World Cup, I guess. That's but right. uh, but uh, but I mean, you saw the results after round one in men's jump, and then there was that then there was that whole thing about moving the jump. Yeah, I moved four times. I left the site and then I was kind of hanging around and, you know, I'm sort of like getting texts from friends of mine. What's happening at the lake? And I'm like, these are friends back in the UK. And, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, so I sort of phoned because there was a big delay on the webcast. I had no idea. I was no more tuned in than anyone else. So I phoned, I phoned Joel Poland actually. I said, what, you know, what's going on? He goes, oh, the ramp's moved. And, you know, look, this is, I'm going to, the jumpers will tell me I'm crazy, but I think at some point a, a show's got to happen right it was unfortunate that the webcast you've got people tuned in and excited and then it's yeah and it's three there's three and a half hours of of dead air or whatever it was three hours three and a half hours just just without anything happening it's a bit like closer to four hours and 15 minutes oh well, yeah so you kind of go well i mean that's just you're just sort of it's an, a bit of a um insult to your to your willing audience that they got to wait for all that time they're going to give up so i don't know i mean look I, I, that's probably extremely unsympathetic I, and i am in no way brave enough to hit the ramp at, at, at 15 miles now let alone 55 or whatever they're going at so um you know i, I shouldn't i should probably wind my neck in but it, it just it, it's it's curious also unfortunate for the tournament that um that the wind changed like it did uh you know that's not that's not typical from what I understand. The prevailing wind is, is the way the ramp was initially set up. But yeah, it was, it's, it's a shame for our sport that that, 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 uh, the the most important thing is that, is the the, the athletes are safe, right? That's obviously the most important. We don't want to getting hurt. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it it was unfortunate for the event. I felt bad for the people involved. Yeah. Cause I mean, I remember way, way back in the day when you had the world, world marketing, uh, pro tour, you know, the cause light, the Michelob dry, what have you, uh, the, with the title sponsors and what have you, you know, and Ed Brazil would go out there and uh, no matter what side it is, you no, know, put a jump in there, survey a course and everything. And, uh, and let and let the skiers go after it on 70 73 74 inch jump skis you know and basically to say you get what you get and you don't throw a fit well i think these also, days yeah the these days you, you the, sorry not to interrupt you tony but the, but the 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 skis are bigger the boats stronger the uh the jumps are bigger so you know they're further so it's like I get that the safety thing is actually, you know, it's, it's harder for, the, for it to be safe as a sport. Um, we've reached the, re- the really, the, the end of the, you know, uh, uh, people jumping 230 feet, you know, the, the worst jump in the final was 213 feet. That wasn't even thinkable back in those days you're talking about. So, I mean, I, I understand it. And, I, you know, I, I just, I just, I just think it was unfortunate that that happened where, where there was no show to be put on for, for a number of hours. Yeah, I mean, I would. Um, I mean, I was personally a little bit miffed. I mean, I, I was. I was a little bit on the fence, to be honest. I mean, I was. I was really wanting to, the show to take place, but I was mindful of the fact that, I mean, these guys are hitting the ramp at ungodly speeds and throwing themselves over two hundred feet. You know, and I mean, I mean, Freddie in uh, in consecutive rounds jumped over seventy meters, unheard of, like many many years ago. Well, but, uh, well um, Joel, sorry, just on that point, Joel said that that there was like it was like six rounds in a row that freddie had jumped 230 um which is pretty cool not bad for a 48 year old unbelievable isn't it yeah absolutely so we moved past uh all, all, the, all that delay and stuff and i'm sure a lot of discussion is uh, being held right now we've even two days later as to, as to why as to why it happened and 
whether whether there there should be a little bit more talk about a a, com- a compromise area to where you want the show but you also want it to be as safe as possible but it, it's it, too it, much of one too much of the other if, if i can finish up on that i i probably shouldn't have said anything because i'm the first person to say places like malaysia like france we shouldn't be skiing at and they're just, they're just yeah because they're dangerous so i mean I, you know I, I i don't i really don't know what i'm talking about it was just a shame i mean i was you know i like i needed to get out of there i didn't want to be in the sun because i need to go and perform really well the next day mm-hmm. uh, but i was kind of you know going to have it on in the tv in the background or whatever or on my phone and i was just a bit it was a it was a bit of a shame to that it didn't happen so I, yeah I, I i i take back everything i said i guess um, because you know safety is really important, but maybe you say that if there's a compromise to be had, um, which doesn't involve a four-hour delay when people have sort of planned their day around watching the webcast. Yeah, you mentioned Putra Jaya back from 2019. We all all remember that that horror that horror of that crash that Jack Critchley took, and then well, Jack Critchley, and then Lucas Benelli. Lucas Benelli, I saw earlier this year. Uh, he he did the um, Botaski Pro Am. He was he was doing the, the the social media stuff and the interviews. Um, he has not water skied to any level since Pooch Drive because he broke his ankle in slalom. And, uh, you know, he, he, he hurt himself so bad that his career was ended, which is just terrible, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack had a horrible crash, but, I mean, thank, thankfully he's back jumping to a very high level and he won a tournament this year. He's one of only three people, three people who have won tournaments in 2023. But, you know, Lucas Spinelli, you know, just because he's not as big of a name, but you know, he's a guy that used to run deep ten seven five and and jump, you know, two hundred feet plus. His career was ended by by an un, unfair um, and 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 uh, dangerous water skiing situation, which was which was preventable, sadly. All right, then. So let's move a little bit further along. I mean, uh, because because of all all of those delays, I mean, we basically had to hold over the women's jump competition and uh, and made it like a, a six skier scramble. And and once again, you know, Hannah Straltzover has been has been a beacon of consistency all the way through in all in the in all of the tournaments that she's competed in. Hasn't competed in all of the. Of the the events on the water ski pro tour, those available for a particular event, uh, but when it comes to the events that have taken place in North America, she's been quite dominant. She did she did come third at one of them, I think. Was it King of Darkness? Yeah, because Regina won. Yeah, and then did Sasha? Sasha came second, and then and then Hannah came third. So I th- yeah, it was obviously a big disappointment for her, especially I think in the qualifying she went sort of one eighty five, one eighty six, one eighty seven. And that was the last time we we saw her crash this season. I mean, that was the one and only. Oh, that's time. where she, she crashed it. Okay, well, yeah, fine. she did. Yeah. So so yeah, that was that was the one disappointment of her year, I guess. But no, she's won everything since I believe, and um, you know. That's uh, that's that. It's really good. I mean, she's you know she's very consistent. She looks in unbelievable shape. Um, you know her body. You'd know better than me. I mean, you know better. But like, it seems like her body shape has changed. She looks fitter. You know, oh, le- yeah. leaner. Um, and um, and she's yeah, she's skiing unbelievably well. And 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 uh, you know she's you know pe- there's almost this sort of um, this shadow formed across. Uh, women's jump skiing from Jacinta Carroll, who's just been so dominant for so many years, and, and she's not been around. Um, just, just she's not left Australia uh, for the last couple of years to compete. Well, you know that's that's a shame for 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 the for the women's sport. You know, you want everyone there, and I'm sure Hannah wants her there because she wants to beat her. And I, but you know, we're seeing jumps from Hannah that Jacinta might not beat. I mean, you know, she's she's the only person that's gone over 200 feet. She was getting she's the only person that's really, I think, gone into the 190s. Particularly, I think maybe maybe. Maybe June Fladborg, maybe uh, Natalia had the world record before her, Natalia Bernicava. But um, you know, we're now we're now seeing jumps from Hannah that, that could maybe you know 
beat Jacinta on, on, a, on, a, on a normal day. Yes, indeed. And uh, certainly congratulate Hannah Strauss over on that. And, and, and Freddy Krueger, I mean, as I mentioned, 48 years of age, you know, he's, he's been knocking 70 meter jumps out there like it's, it's, it's like for fun. You know, it would, it would almost appear to be. Well, I can. It was so funny talking to him about his first day where he, he said he said he's terrible because he needed to go two sixteen or something to make the final, and he said he said he did. He tried to sort of go two two twenty to get in the final. He said he said he said I can't believe I'm forty eight years old and I can't do target jumping like that because he went he was he wasn't going to make the final and then finally got his two thirty two or whatever it was in the in the first round and then he went he went big in the second round first jump two thirty won the tournament so he said he just needs to go for the big jumps every time it's great I mean you know there's no bigger legend in the sport than Freddy Krueger in my opinion I mean you know we we had Andy Mapple. Um, you know, in, in slalom, and and Freddie is reaching, or if 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 he hasn't already reached that status in in jump, but just being the greatest jump skier, but also, you know, and Freddie's a, a friend. I'd like to call him a friend, and and so you know, I hope this isn't sort of sycophantic or whatever. But I mean, you know, there's no bigger ad, um, ambassador for water skiing. The guy has an unparalleled knowledge of every he understands boats, props, engines. Uh, like no one else, zero off. I mean, he helped. Yeah, he's the complete package, isn't ski, he? Ski, you know, I, 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 I love going over to ski with those guys because they, because they understand, you know, him and Karen. Because I mean, I, I always learn something. I mean, and 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 Karen's obviously an amazing slalom skier herself. But you know, talking to Freddie about slalom skiing, like he's obviously spent so many hours and, and days and months thinking about slalom skiing that I always come away with. I'm meant to be a good slalom skier, and I'm learning, 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 learning from Freddie. I, I just you know go and listen, and he's a jumper. It's so funny. It's great. All right, then. Let's, uh, let's bring this back round to slalom and uh, round off with the results, uh, starting off with women. Uh, Regina Jaquist has, has still, still got ama- is still amazingly in contention for, for possibly coming away from this season with the win on the Water Ski Pro Tour based upon the available points that she could get at the Malibu Open coming up this weekend and the Travis Grand Prix that will take place uh, the weekend the weekend afterwards obviously other uh, other scores have have got to have got to favor her from other skiers but you know she didn't ski Europe this season she skied every other tournament uh, in in North America so she's still in contention there she didn't, didn't ski Canada didn't ski didn't ski Canada yeah the uh, the major exception there but she's still in with a chance yeah, but I think that's just a, that's a function of how, of how the points are uh, calculated because it's your best five results. There's a formula. If if, if there's, uh, I don't know exactly what it is off the top of my head, but you know, if, if there's ten events that are or nine events or ten events, whatever it is that are that are sort of of that one star and higher, then there's then I think it's like exactly half of those count, right? So it's five events for this year. So you know, it's not that miraculous that if she wins California, if she wins, uh, well, she won California, she won. Uh, Mastercraft. If she wins Travers uh, and 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 Malibu, and then one of her results earlier in the season, so you know she won, uh, she won Swiss, she won Lake Thirty Eight, right? That those are five wins. So if she gets five wins. She probably should win, right? Jamie has won. Let's say off the top of my head, she won Monaco uh, and she won Lacano. Was that Whitney? But anyway, I mean, like Jamie's had wins. Like she got two wins this year, I think, and she's got two seconds. She came second at California. And she came second yesterday. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, obviously all the 
events are weighted differently. Swiss is a is a smaller tournament in terms of the cash prize, which is how you calculate the stars. So um, you know, even though all the same field is there, it's it's weighted lower because it, because and I say all the same field, all the all the same top field, but you know, less people at the bottom tend, tend to not turn up as much. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think I think Regina has a very good shot, you know, especially after yesterday. I think you know, she'll if she wins Malibu and Travis, she'll deserve to win the tour. Um, I, you know, d- d- I'm I'm happy that that Jamie supported pro water skiing by going to Europe and doing all the tournaments over there. I think that was that's a really big thing for um, for water skiing is when water skiers, when professional water skiers turn up and support pro tournaments to allow them to happen again. People that did the European tournaments can turn up can go to their sponsors and say, "I had Jamie Bull here, world champion, you know, two time water ski pro tour champion. I had her here. Look how great it is. Give me more money for next year. Let me have my event next year." Now. Jamie's 22, 23, whatever she is. So she has less commitments than Regina does, um, you know, with her pharmacy and all the stuff that she has going on. And, uh, and, and Whitney, um, you know, who, who's got a child and various other things, she's close to my age. So she can't go and do every tournament uh, in Europe. She did three of them or whatever it was. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as, as far as the, the tour goes, it's going to be a very exciting conclusion between uh, Regina and, and, uh, and, and, Jamie, but if Whitney wins the next two, I'm not sure she's actually going to Malibu, so that's not going to happen. But if she were to win the next two, then she'd be in with a shout too. Um, these points do add up. And it could be very close on points. I mean, taking into consideration that the top score from each tournament gives you two additional points. Yeah, two, I mean, two points. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I, I wonder if it will come down to... I mean, if you look at like um, the... The best example, I think, was the, in the, the first ever year of the Volski Pro Tour, it ended with Will... Asher and and Thomas de Gasperi on the same number of points in third place and it went to the tie break was that was I think five or six events I forget what it was it went to the seventh event as the tie break and then Will went ahead of Thomas so Thomas came fourth unfortunately even though they had the same uh, point count and then um, yeah so so pretty interesting all right then so which brings us to men's slalom uh, obviously uh, Nate Smith uh, came through and won the uh, won the Mastercraft a pro title. You managed to get onto onto the podium and uh, fin- finished above uh, finished above Dane, who's having a pretty pretty darn good season. Uh, but I mean, considering where you started and considering where you ended up, a, a decent a decent performance, but uh, obviously wanting a little bit more. As I think it's the, the seventh end. time I've come second to Nate this year. So, um, you know, I've had, I've had, I think I've done, I think I've entered 11 events. I've got three wins, seven seconds and a third. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, pretty disappointing. Um, but you know, Hey, I, I was happy with how I skied. I, I, I was just so sort of wound up and just wanted to go and put a big score out there. I saw Cole and Cole go out before me and, um, and I, I think the most fun thing for me was going out at 11 and, and just saying, screw it, let's go do this. Yeah, and we blew that call, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, you did. Not for the first time, mate. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Um, it was... Uh, Where's that off button? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun doing that. And I did something that I'd never done before. Um, and I mean, Wade, who we were just talking to a minute ago, he was here. He, he said, well, no one's ever done it before. No one's ever gone out at 11 in a final. So that was really fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I skied well, um, after a kind of, let's say inauspicious start, I was happy to, uh, to, to get five and they, you know, he came out of three, but you know, he's just got that experience. He's run 10 to five more than anyone else has. And he kind of just knew he was going to do it. And that confidence is very, very key. You don't, you know, when you feel you're going to do it, you don't start pulling long and doing weird stuff. 
And uh, yeah, well, that's what I got to go up against every week. And, and that's why I'm happy to get the wins that I do. And, and I can't be too upset when I come second because, you know, he's, he's a bit of a machine. You're still in contention in the Warski Pro Tour with the final men's uh, rankings. I'm the- not sure I am. I think I'm. I think if I even if I win the next two tournaments, I don't think I can make it. I need to do the calculations, but yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. I mean, I th- I don't think I, I'm pretty sure I can't be beaten to second at this point, um, which I've, which means that I I think I've probably ended up second for the year, which is my third second in a row. I last last year lost to Will. Uh, the year before lost to Nate so you know it's it's frustrating uh, it's always the bridesmaid never the bride um, but I keep trying and I feel like I'm improving I had a better year this year than last year and I had a better year last year than the year before so my trajectory is up um, and I want to win the damn thing next year if I can't win it this year all right then so uh, we're, we're, we're going to uh, button up uh, this episode of the TWBC podcast uh, uh, continuing on with the series on tour with uh, with Freddie Winter next competition coming up uh, uh, Tuscaloosa Alabama the home of Limonland and uh, the uh, the Malibu Open uh, what, what are you expecting there I don't know I, I I am really happy that it's there more than Trophy Lakes but for whatever reason like me and Trophy Lakes just never lined up I had four it, it, the four biggest crashes I've had in the last you know five six seven years whatever have all been there I did them consecutively one year after another and there was one that went massive on TikTok had a few million views without giving me any credit annoying I was just sort of unnamed water ski loser um, <laughs> who crashed pretty big but yeah um I'm happy it's there. I went there last year and had a better year. I, I think Malibu Open, I won it in 2017 and then I don't think I made a final there again. So I was kind of, I went there like, which I never go to a tournament thinking, oh, let's just make the final. But I did go there and just, I'll just make the final. And I came second, had a runoff with uh, Steve Nevy, Thomas DeGasprey and Will Asher and then came second in that. Will will beat me. He ran five at 25 in the, in the head-to-head. I ran four right after him. Disappointing. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll go. I'll do my best. Nate's going to be there this year. He was injured last year or he was doing something else. And, um, you know, it's going to be, it's good to have all your best skiers there. And I'm going to, you know, I, 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 I want to go and win the bloody tournament. <laughs> all right. Uh, this has been the latest edition of the TWBC uh, podcast. Thank you very much indeed to Freddie Winter once again for availing himself of, uh, of another opportunity for me to talk to him. My name is Tony Lightfoot. And until the, uh, the next episode, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.